0: The following recording is a production of Kicking Out at Two in conjunction with the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network and is intended for private use only. For more information, head on over to facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two or our Twitter handle at kicking out two, along with searching Retromania with a W on any and all podcast platforms available to listen to archive shows such as this and all the great content of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network ever reading content at your fingertips anytime at your listening pleasure. And with that being said, we thank you for listening and hope you enjoy the show. It's a special Leap Day episode here of Kicking Out at Two as we present to you the Dennis J. Levy Wildcard Leap Day edition of Kicking Out at Two. As Dennis is Dennis has chosen uh, a, a match of a list that I gave him. I'll, I'll, I'll share the list, but before we do all that, Dennis, welcome. It, 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 always a pleasure. It's it's so it's, it's your format. It's 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 the floor is yours. Um, I gave you a list of matches, and I said, "Have at it." Which one do you want to watch? And uh, what did you choose?
1: I chose uh, Liger versus Brian Pillman.
0: Brian Pillman, Juice and Thunder Liger, light heavyweight championship match from Super Brawl Two on February the 29th, ninth, nineteen ninety two, which happened to be a leap day, as many of you. Are aware, or maybe some of you are unaware. A leap day happens once every four years, if I'm not mistaken, right? Four years, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, every four years. So, this is a leap day here in the year 2024. And back in 1992, we had a leap day in wrestling with Super Brawl 2 and the opening match, Jushin Liger, Brian Pillman. We're gonna have a lot of fun with that. What I want you all to do is uh, dial up your Peacock, if you will, and I'm gonna have you uh, fast forward to six. Six minutes and 58 seconds. The opening match is going to be Brian Pillman, and Thunder Liger. It goes about 17 minutes or so. So this is a quick little leap day, a uh, quick little watch along here. Not going to bore you for two and a half hours as uh, Dennis and I talk about uh, Pillman and Liger and uh, all things Nostalgic Wrestling. So are you ready, Dennis? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Let's do the damn thing here on leap day, if you will. So six minutes, 58 seconds in five Four, three, two, one. Hit play. Make sure I hit play. Yeah, all right. We are rocking and rolling. Opening match: Pillman, Liger. So, talk to me a little bit why you like this match so much.
1: That uh, I always freaking love uh, Brian Pillman. Everyone yep. knows that. <clears throat> and that uh, Hugo, uh, we 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 uh, kick it out of two loves to Rush Rushmore. Uh, that that uh, lesson and and I'm telling you right now, I. St- the, the 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 what if of wrestling Brian Pillman's on that Mount Rushmore definitely with injuries mental health uh, uh the, how did he die large heart and
0: like, large heart he had and, a heart condition but it it was aggravated with I think some of his abuse of prescription medication yeah
1: that that Brian Pillman is like the, the in my opinion right up there to, for, for, for the what ifs
0: okay yeah I mean. He I think I think had he not passed away I think he would have been a prominent figure in the Attitude era like I, I moving think, forward like I'm not saying he would have been like up there with Stone Cold Steve Austin I
1: do I really do really? I think, I think he would have been uh, 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 obviously Vince Vince Stone Cold its the greatest rivalry of all and uh, maybe not all the time but that era that, that, that started it mm mm-hmm. Mhm the, the 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 JV version uh, or the JV uh uh whatever but after the Rock whatever would have been the Pillman I really believe that I think Pillman would have been a, a, a you I think think I think it would think he would have been so more popular
0: than Mick Foley and DX
1: I do I really do really I think it would have gone uh, I think it would have gone what number one All right,
0: so let me ask you yeah. what about Brian Pillman that variation of him the loose cannon. If you will, what about that would have made him so popular during that era?
1: It's just, just, just take that, that, that the, 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 the whole gun incident and all that other stuff, uh-huh. and, and just like, it's just like, uh, it's just the story itself of, of like, it, I, I know, like WWE especially doesn't what would would what doesn't happen in WWF WWE never happen at all. But still, everyone knew about 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 the, the you know you know the Hollywood Blondes mm-hmm. and, and that that uh and and but it just like they have so much chemistry and just like and that that uh we never had a, a, it it's so sad too we never had the Pillman the Stone Cold match and that 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 at uh, least that that uh that uh and if we would have had that the, the whole world would have seen like just the chemistry they have and all that other stuff I just think. It would have just it's been. We have to have it.
0: Okay, all right. I mean, I think it would have been a. I think it would have been a fun match. Um, I know Pillman had limitations at the time because of his physical capabilities due to his injuries. Yeah. But um, as a character, I think that there would have been some range. I think he could have been a good ally to Stone Cold. Here's what I. Here's here's how I look at Brian Pillman, like a Brian Pillman Steve Austin association during the Attitude Era as like Pillman being an ally to him. Reminds me of um, Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze in, in Roadhouse <laughs> yeah, like in that. some ways. <laughs> you know, they're their they're, they're close bond and their close friendship. Yeah. I could have I seen that with, a, with Pillman and Austin during that era. Pillman being like an ally to him. And then maybe, you know, McMahon using Pillman as like a, a guinea pig to get to Austin at times and stuff like that. So I could see, I mean, I think Pillman, I wouldn't say the sky was the limit for him. But had he not passed away, I think he would have been a prominent figure during the Attitude Era. Um, Ironically enough, just more recently, one of Brian Pillman's daughters uh, revealed on social media that that she had come to terms on an agreement with uh, WWE to produce Brian Pillman merchandise. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. So, you know, action figures will probably come back. Pillman had a deal a while ago, um, and they had pillman action figures but they stopped licensing because yeah. there was no more contractual obligations but i i think now with brian pillman jr who's known it. as lexus K- so you He's like it. all right so before we get into that yeah so the, brian pillman will you'll, you'll see more t-shirts and 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 action figures and things like that and it wouldn't surprise me if we get a hall of fame induction at some point within the next year. Or so who knows, maybe there will be one at this year's WrestleMania. Um, I mean, they, they tend to scale down the hall of fame now, uh, and, and air it after SmackDown. So I don't know if they want, you know, there's only, only so many people could go in. So maybe it won't be this year. Maybe it'll be yeah. next year, but you mentioned Lexus, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. AKA Lexus King. What did you, th- what do you think of him so far in NXT? What do you I think? I love
1: of- him. I, uh, that, uh, I actually kind of liked him in AEW until he became too deep into the jobber zone. That that, that, uh, I I, for a hot second looked like it was going to be the Hollywood Blondes 2.0 with him and that other dude. And then I didn't like that team.
0: I thought he could. I thought he could have been fine on his own.
1: I thought that was a fun little group. Him and uh, oh, I love it to death. I, Julia Hart. Yeah, Julia Hart. I, I Griff thought, Garrison. Yeah, she, she had the, she she was the cheerleader and yep. the, they were the jocks. I didn't like that. I, I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah, I didn't like it. Is, is it.
0: I thought he'd have been fine on his own. Or they they really leaned in if if they would have really leaned into his, oh, his family right pedigree. Yeah, I think he's doing a great job in NXT. I don't watch a whole lot, but I want
1: to see him have the title. I really do. It's too soon. Yeah, but but give him a year. I want. I want to see him I think, the a- I think, NXT
0: title. I think once they move some guys out of NXT and they move them up to the main roster, I think if a Carmelo Hayes goes up, I think if a Braun Breaker goes yeah. up to the main roster, as you like to refer to him as Steiner Douche, mm-hmm. um, I think Pillman Jr., Lexus King, um, will will really break out in NXT. Uh, and the next year, I think, is going to be big for him. Um, speaking of that, the Lexus King name, what did you think of that? What did you think of how he changed over and 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 I, ab- a- abandoned the Pillman name and adopted a persona I, of his own?
1: I find at first it was a huge mistake that that uh, <clears throat> that, that uh, But those promos were just so fucking good that um and, and now growing. Up, I still don't like the name per se. I, it's, it's it just seems a little off, but I. I, I I love it. I really do. That that that. Uh, I wish he kind of gave him a different name. I don't know. Like a, I don't know. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> but, uh, I, I didn't. I I I was.
0: You know. I think we go back to the Michael McGillicuddy. You know, phase where you know Kurt Hennings' son, Joe Henning, adopt. They 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 named him Michael McGillicuddy, yeah. and it just didn't work out. You know, everyone wanted him to adopt you know, Mr. Perfect and so like to to be recognized as the son of Mr. Perfect. And that I think I wouldn't say failed miserably, but it was not a success. Um and I think that's what I was afraid of that they were going to do with with Pillman Jr. here. And when he changed his name to Lexus King, but his reasons behind changing his name and forging his perfect. own path i thought was great yeah perfect. you know i don't want to be remembered for this dead guy that you know was hardly around in my life like he's really leaning into it like yeah. he's really leaning into uh you know because he had somewhat of a troubled life you know after his father had passed away i'd heard many stories of um you know his mother who's no longer with us she passed away recently um she she was difficult to deal with and there was a strained relationship within the family dynamic and she pretty much kind of blew whatever money she had left from, you know, Brian's estate, which I don't know what kind of finances he saved up, but she pretty much uh, made some poor life choices following, um, you know, Brian Pillman's passing in 1997. Um, and that caused a strain in the relationship with her children. Uh, one of them being Lexus King, Brian Pillman Jr. So, um, to kind of lean into that family history, and to recognize that you know, you know, my, I don't want to be remembered for a guy who, um, you know, I want to, I want to make my own path. I don't want to be in the shadow of a guy who was hardly my father. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was, that was really good, and I, I've been able to live with the Lexus King name. Um, I've been able to, to, to adjust to it. Now, I met, I met Junior once a couple of years ago at an indie wrestling show. Very nice guy. Um, you know, I, I told him I watched his father. He was very appreciative. He gave me a, uh, like a signed trading card. I have an autograph in my, my autograph book. Uh, we took a picture together. He was very cool. Um I saw him wrestle. And at that time, this was 2020, so it was right before COVID, I saw him at an indie show in, in Connecticut. And I was not impressed with him. His in-ring work. I wasn't. I was like, "What's what makes him so special?" Like we're talking about flying Brian Jr., yeah. flying Brian, who is a legend. Brian Pillman really helped make high flying wrestling um, a, a featured attraction in America. You know, he took a cruiserweight style and 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 really spotlight helped spotlight it. What makes this kid so special? And I'll be honest with you. I went to NXT Deadline in December and saw him wrestle Carmelo Hayes and I thought this was going to be the match of the night. And to me they just they it didn't it didn't click. I just felt like it fell flat. It was not a bad match, yeah. but it, I wasn't blown away like I expected to be with those two. And I think his character work is good. I just he doesn't blow me away in the ring yet. And maybe that will take time. He's still young. He's only got like three or four years in the business, maybe five years in the industry. Okay, it's not like he's he's been wrestling for ten years, you know. Yeah. So, I, I, I the jury's still out on him, but I think he's got a ton of potential. I'm with you. A, a ton of potential. Um, this match here, uh, a classic that gets talked about when talking about Brian Pillman matches here. Um. Light heavyweight championship, uh, kind of a an experiment during this era of WCW. This was before the cruiserweight division during Nitro. What did you think of the light heavyweights during this time period in in wrestling?
1: Um, they were definitely uh, to make a circus analogy. They were definitely not near the central center circle per se but they had their place. And Mm. this was like the first that I can think of maybe because I was only like 11, 12 years old, Mm -hmm. but, but this was the first time where, where where it's like, you could potentially see not at a pay-per-view, but, 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 but at a, at a, at a, a, you know, Sunday, you know, Sunday morning shows or whatever, where, where the, where, where the little guys were actually getting like, uh, you know, the Some decent screen. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Look at that. Liger with the somersault to the floor on the Pillman. These guys are, uh, are really, uh, really tearing it up. Yeah, and we talked about this off air, but it bears mentioning to our listeners. Um, go out of your way to watch this entire event. Okay. Super Bowl 2. February 29th, 1992. I did a recap of this a number of years ago. I watched this, and it was actually um, a, one of our Blind Date Diaries recap. I watched this back. You can find that in the archives. But this show is stacked. I mean, this match here, Pillman and Liger. Then you have Dustin and Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham against Steve Austin, Stunning Steve Austin, and Larry Zbyszko. You have Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against Ravishing Rick Rude for the United States title. You have the Steiner Brothers against Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton for the world tag team titles sting versus Lex Luger for the world heavyweight title. This would end up being Lex Luger's last match in WCW before he went to the WWF a few months later. Um, this was, this is an outstanding show. There's some, I wouldn't say there's some clunkers on this show, but those are the, those are the, 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 the the spotlight matches on this show. Um, I think Kevin Nash as Vinny Vegas tags up with Ricky Morton in a tag team match, which is kind of an odd pairing. And I think Terry Taylor's on this show against like a Marcus Bagwell. Um, But overall, this show is a lot of fun to watch. Um, Like I said, there's some filler, but those five matches I mentioned, just go watch this show. I think it's a lot of fun. You should definitely check it out. Um, And Pillman and Liger kicking things off on, on this show definitely set the tone for and the crowd in milwaukee was hot for it they were hot for this show yeah um throughout the course of it but go out of your way to watch it um so you said cruiserweight wrestling 92 kind of had its place um not that as was like, like a, the
1: first time you actually got to get this to, like 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 doesn't matter like it was so sad to, to me like to watch like a, a wrestler from like eighty six or eighty seven whatever, and you could tell he had like really good talent, whatever but but he was just like you know the jobbers and the stars yep the, this is like the first era that I can think of where where like guys who are like two hundred to maybe one eighty after getting a chance to, to get yeah the spotlight
0: yeah i mean this to the best of my recollection as a kid 'cause i watched I watched a lot of w c w in nineteen ninety two that consistently. This was the first time that I remember seeing a match that required like that they were strict with the weight class and and you know you had to reach a certain weight to wrestle for this particular yeah. championship. So and it, and WCW for me as a kid Especially during this time period, and even maybe a few years prior, this was the first time where I really got to see international wrestlers from like Japan. So, Jushin Thunder Liger, Great Muda, like those, that was my first exposure to those guys. And I think that's what, at least for me as a fan, was appealing to watch WCW programming, is that they had those international stars. Yeah. WWF, you had, you know,
1: Oriental more, Express, <laughs> yeah,
0: God, and Killer Khan. I mean, you had like the 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 racial overtones and stereotypes <laughs> during that era that was more dedicated to was more dedicated to spotlighting the stereotype than the athletic ability. Like I looked at the Japanese wrestlers in WCW as athletes. It had like, and especially during the bill Watts era, when he was booking, it had a more like sports worldly international feel to it where they focused on the athleticism. Whereas if you had, like you said, the Orient express managed by Mr. Fuji, they looked like, you know, they, they reminded you of in some ways, like the, the foot clan from the Ninja turtle movies in the cartoon, where they were the the typical like comic book um asian bad guys yep. you know like it was like a, it was it was hokey at times this it was treated with a little bit more respect oh nice for, nice counter by pillman was a nice counter with liger here uh, getting up to the top rope is he going to fly maybe maybe not i'm sure he is that's why he's called flying brian oh look at that nice cross guy, body one two kick out all right liger staying in it giving him his best Liger WWE Hall of Famer, okay? Only WWE match that I can recall that he had was against Tyler Breeze at NXT Takeover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um where do you rank Liger as in in terms of uh you know, as a flyer, as a Japanese performer?
1: Oh, he, he easily makes the top 10. The the the, the for greatest uh um Light, uh, light, light, uh, a light heavyweight. What? Oh, this light heavyweight, uh, cruiserweight, isn't that kind of like oxymoron. Uh, that, that, that's why I, I never, I never like that terminology. You're a light, but yet you're a heavyweight as well. I yeah. never like that terminology. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, cruiserweight. Yeah. Well.
0: <laughs> Flyweight, they sometimes have called them. Um, why do you think Liger never had a a, a significant run in the WWF? Well, WWE
1: his prime years, at least in America, in my opinion, he was ECW. So yeah, that, 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 <clears throat> uh, that, that's my theory, that, that he had his ECW contract. Okay. He has a banger, too. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he did have some fun matches in ECW. Yeah. I do remember hearing about those. Um, I There's, there's a, a really fun match he had um, that I don't think gets talked about enough. Uh, against Rey Mysterio at Starcade 1996, uh, I think it was like the opening match of that show. A really fun match. This was Rey Mysterio's first match. It was, uh, to the best of my recollection, this was the first year Rey Mysterio was uh, in WCW. Yeah. So he was getting spotlighted pretty well, and to go up against Liger, that's something you should definitely check out. Starcade '96. Um, I would have liked to have seen Liger in the WWE. Uh, Maybe maybe have a little more than a one-off in NXT. Maybe kind of do like a farewell kind of tour in NXT. Yeah, but was i just
1: tana- uh um, Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah, or Takumi uh That's another thing, too. Like,
0: yeah. I thought for sure that he might have been like a good addition to the WWF light heavyweight division in the in the 90s. Um, But, you know, he was a company guy in terms of, I think we've got the finish here, Pillman with this little neat roll-up, and we got one. Two, three, and that's the end of it here. Uh, that was not three. Yeah, that was.
1: No, I'm just saying. I, 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 <laughs> that was, but, uh. but look
0: at that crowd. On their feet, uh, they, they these two really smashed it yeah. and killed it. Um, Miss you, buddy. Yeah, and the potential, the what-ifs. You're right. He's definitely a big what-if in wrestling history. Uh, they show the sportsmanship here. I really dig this match. I'm glad you picked this one. We got to watch it and talk a little bit about uh, – Jushin Liger and uh and Brian Pillman. Um see the replay here. Pretty much the highlight reel of their match with all the the big high spots. I mean the whole match was pretty good. Yeah. Um Pillman coming off the top here. Cross body out to the floor, slow motion.
1: I'm watching the ref, uh when Bride Pillow was on the top rope count. Do they even do that anymore?
0: I think they still do that. I think. I could be wrong. I'm, uh, they're starting to bring some rules back.
1: I'm, glad. I'm actually glad to hear that.
0: Yeah. But um, I think these two would have another couple of matches on television. Uh, but I don't.
1: I'm pretty sure you're right. All the,
0: you know what? I forgot to mention this. How could I forget? These guys were the opening match on the very first Nitro.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Duh, yeah. I
0: totally forgot that. Yeah wow I, I i'm an idiot um all right well that that's gonna do it here for this uh this little short quick banger of an episode of kicking out at two dennis's uh leap day wild card watch party um <clears throat> next time dennis uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk wrestlemania we're gonna we're gonna get into the wrestlemania uh, I mean, uh R- wrestlemania build uh Give me some uh, give me some ideas for the next WrestleMania wild card that you want to do. That's what, what are you thinking for a match?
1: So we done. I do my favorite one to to this day. That that when we did the uh, Randy
0: Savage and uh, no, Ultimate Warrior.
1: One. No, but the Mount Rushmore opening matches. Doing my homework. That's my favorite homework assignment yet. That, 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 that was like, a fun like one. Watching watching all those opening matches. That that that. Uh, I had terrific time, but anyway, I kind of wanted to kind of like have a theme like that, that that we could okay, like, that, that, that like uh, like uh, I don't know, Mount Rushmore, or intercontinental champion matches or something okay, or we could figure or, out something know. like that, yeah. But to but, but to this day, maybe maybe that's an over-exaggeration. I say my favorite podcast, but famous, my favorite, my favorite, doing preparation was for the Mount Rushmore. Of the uh, opening, opening matches, matches in WrestleMania. I loved. Go check that down. out yeah. if,
0: you, if you're listening out there. Dennis and I did that, and we actually did a little mini watch along afterwards as we watched one of our favorite opening WrestleMania matches with the Rockers against the Heenan family from WrestleMania oh, I Seven. Love, I, I love that. That was a, that was. was a lot of fun. So you know what? Here's what we'll do. We'll uh, we'll come up with um, we'll come up with an idea. Maybe we'll. Uh, you, know, you said it earlier that you know, Kicking Out at 2 loves their Mount Rushmores. Maybe yeah. we'll do like a mega-sized WrestleMania Mount Rushmore. I'm not in that. So this is, so is going to be your wild card choice. This is what you yeah. want to do. Okay, done deal. I'll set it up. We'll make it happen next time. All right? Deal? Deals. All deal. right, let's do it. And, again, thank you all for pressing play, hitting download, joining us for this Leap Day wild card. Dennis J. Levy, watch along here on Kicking Out at 2. And I think it's about that time that we uh, – we, we leap towards the mat and put this one down for the three count, and we'll see you all next time.